What is a friend? Someone to laugh and converse with? A drinking partner? A self-prescribed therapist to fill the void? An incognizant martyr? What is a friend in its truest form? Someone who will encourage your dreams and share in your experiences? A loyal companion who helps weather the storm? Truly ask yourself, do you have friends or well-acquainted fans? Confidants or gossip circles that console you with pity parties involving tequila shots and beer cans? Or do you have healing circles equipped with prayer warriors and the laying of hands? True friendships are supposed to add value to your life. A true friend will remain loyal, reliable, and respectful while providing wisdom, encouragement, and a sense of refuge. So if your friends aren't lifting you up, they could be tearing you down. So you must be wise, assess your circle, restructure your relationships, and revere your crown. Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I'm your co-host, Tyrion. And I'm your co-host, Yana. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week, another episode. Um, and as you you may not know, you may know by the title, but we've got our very special reoccurring guest with us, Miss Sophia Lenore from Prestige Artists. Joining yeah. us today. She's been dropping all the poems yes. this season. Yes. Let us know how y'all love your poem. She's been she been doing her thing. We, we appreciate it so so much. Welcome, Sophia. Hello, hello, ladies. Thank you so much. Oh, I so appreciate it. I do hope that you know I've been making a a good contribution because you know I I love the podcast. So I was just honored to be a part. So yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for welcoming me to the party. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about today. Um, the topic that we're going to talk about is a little juicy, but we'll get into that in a moment, y'all. Um, but y'all know we cannot, we can't ever start our show without playing a little game. And y'all might not like me after this one, but I wanted to ask a question. Of course, we're still, don't drop the mic. And it's still one has to go forever. Terry, okay. remember she made she added that little piece. It has to go forever. Oh. But in okay. this case, I'm I'm act, in this case for this question, I'm actually cool with that. Um, y'all, y'all ready? Y'all want y'all ready to play? Y'all Let's good? do this. Let's do this. I feel like this question. <laughs> I feel like this question actually extends some dialogue, and I'm just, I'm 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 I really want to hear you y'all thoughts on this. Okay. So one has to go forever and I'm only giving you two choices. So I'm not going to make it harder on you. You have two choices. Okay. The racism or the COVID? The Rona or the racism? 
one has to go forever. Who's going first? Sophia's our guest. The guests always go first. <laughs> I'm ready to tackle it. Right. I will say with a full heart, the racism. I can live with a, a upper respiratory virus <laughs> going around, you know. Yeah, the racism. Yeah, I, I know. Hold you. Uh, you hear that question and you're like, okay, which one? But honestly, for 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 me, as for me and my house, <laughs> we get rid of the racism. Period. Like Sophia just said, we can adjust. We can adapt. We can wear our masks like we've been doing. Uh, and there's no there. There was nowhere in the question right that said that like we would not ever be able to get rid of COVID, right? It just says that racism racism has to go forever. Right. Immediately. So yeah. I mean I'm not surviving COVID. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, like living in these COVID times, yeah, right. They ain't been the best. But some of it has been necessary for us, but let's, that's, that's a whole other point that I won't get into. But it ain't, it ain't been the best, but I've lived with the racism all my life, and I know what that's about. Come on. Get that off my plate. Throw that away. Throw away the key. Bring us all up to the same level, same opportunities, because the racism, we talking about systemic oppression that, that transcends everything about your life. Mm-hmm. That's you... You know, from a financial standpoint, your access to capital for different things to medical care. We can talk about that. Um, in the workplace. What else have I seen? Um, the racism. Um, just walking as a black woman in the earth, you know, just doing simple things, just waking up black, you know, combing my black hair. Come on. Wash my black, oh, my black, black hair. <laughs> <laughs> Washing that black face. Come on. <laughs> but no, on a real, on a serious tip though, like for real, COVID, well, racism. Racism has killed more people than, than COVID has, period. Period. There are over, what, 2 million bodies at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean from the Middle Passage? That's just from the Middle Passage. We ain't talking about lynchings and wars and unarmed shootings. And we're not talking about none of that other stuff. Two million bodies at the bottom of the Atlantic from the racism. So not to get on my, my soapbox, but we know the vibes. Racism got to go, period. That's it. I'm curious though how certain friends would answer this question because the ones who are not necessarily are in those unfortunate positions to experience the racism on a day-to-day, they don't have to think about all the different things that comes along with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can easily just say wipe off COVID, but I'm curious to really like a true ally i truly want to know like without hesitation because for me that shows a lot of you to where your values lie 
Absolutely. Is it lip service or is it truly? Do you value me in my life? Facts. Facts. Okay. No, I'm hitting some people up on the hip like this week. And they have five seconds to respond. I don't care what you're doing. You see my text come through, you better respond. And they better hope they respond the right way or else that friendship is null and void. I think it depends on where. Because... You elaborate. Yes. Okay. It's going to sound weird. Okay. It's going to sound... Okay. If you were to say that to... I would think you, you're referring to non-melanated people. If we were to pose this question to them. Um, I would think it depends. If you're non-melanated in New York, I think you would say racism. Because... I think that in certain places like maybe New York or certain certain parts of California and definitely parts of Georgia, there is a want to be a melting, a true melting pot. Like New York is known to be the melting pot. That's kind of like one of their catchphrases, like, you know, like the Big Apple also is called the Big Melting Pot. But really, is it? It's on the surface. They give off the perception of this racial harmony and camaraderie and such. But there have been moments when the racism has reared its ugly head. So I think that if they want it, it's there, it's desired, because they're living on top of each other. And they don't, they want to have that tension to be gone. Cause I, cause sometimes the tension is just what people don't want anymore. They want to be able to talk to someone and not feel like they have to always choose their words a certain way. Cause we do it too. When we're in a mix, when we're in mixed company, there's a way we talk and when we're around other melanated people and the way we talk when we're not around melanated people, when we're around non-melanated. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the non-melanated people, they have their code switching too when they're hanging out with their black and Hispanic friends versus when they're hanging out with their white friends. So I also think it depends. There are the white people or the non-melanated people who are living in New York that I think would say racism. Because I think that there are so many people in using New York again, as an example, where they have relatives in their family who are minorities or they have best friends or they've grown up and they're such and such, you know what I'm saying? So I think that they would be okay with keeping the COVID over the racism. And like I said, it depends on where you're surveying. Right. And yeah. I think the the central piece of you know the difference between like when I say the racism versus the COVID is, you know, what comes with that, with getting rid of the racism is losing, you're saying that you're giving up that power. Like, you know, like you're releasing that quote unquote. Everything that comes along with white people benefiting from racism. Right, that privilege. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to say you're giving up all of that? Because I think- Everything that comes with that- Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I I don't don't mean to cut you off because I I think it's easy for someone to be like, oh, of course, racism. But then you really, as a a white person or as a non-melanated person, you really have to sit with that, like Anna's saying, and 
and really evaluate. So what all comes with me? What, what do I lose? What will I lose by truly being like, no, yeah, I want to get rid of racism for good forever. You know what I mean? Like really sitting down and counting the cost of what that really means for someone to say, to say that. Cause I think, and, and they would have to wrestle with that, that question where we don't have to wrestle with that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we knew pretty much off the top of our head, like knowing the severity and that literally this is a, a pandemic, that we're in a pandemic and how deadly and lethal COVID is and has been for many people. At the same time for us, racism is just much of a pandemic and it has been lethal and deadly and costs us so many things. Um, but for us, it's easy for us to say, like, yeah, we want to get rid of racism. For someone else, that question is not as easy, I think, as, as, for, as it would be, as it is for us. But at the same time, like, I feel like my white friends, like, hell yeah, I want you to say you get rid of racism and everything that comes along with it. I dare you to put your lips together and say COVID because we ain't friends no more. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that that also, it's still, I feel, oh God, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't mean to, but I still feel like it also depends on where you are. Because for example, if you say that same thing in Miami, and I, 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 I spent half my life in the Miami, I think that would be the same situation. I don't think anyone would really weigh and sit and think about, okay, if I say racism, what am I giving up? What am I really? Because in Miami, white people are the minority. <laughs> and so they're not getting- In Miami, people. they are. That's but what I'm that, that's what I'm not in the world. No, I keep saying depends on which, where, you're, where you're asking the question. That's why I started off that way because yeah, I totally agree with you, but I think like, you know, people in Miami or people in New York, those are people I know that there's such a melting mixture, you know, and also yeah. with Miami specifically, the Hispanics are the majority. So white supremacy in that sense, I don't know if it really holds that strong in, in Miami when, when Hispanics are the majority and the Hispanics pretty much run the show <laughs> in, in Miami. Yeah. Um, in that sense. Um, same thing in say Atlanta. I'm sure there are white people who live in Atlanta. Um, they don't run the show. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so I mean I think it still depends on kind of where you know you're no, asking I, the question I, I only because yeah, yeah people, I, you know it depends on where you are. But, like, but again again if you're in LA or if you're in Phoenix, Arizona or Scottsdale, Arizona, or Beverly Hills, or then yeah. <laughs> I definitely get what you're saying as far as in their current state, like where they are, like what they see every day, they might say that. But still, if you take them out of Miami, they're still the majority. Like, so overall, it shouldn't like, and I'm not here to dictate how to answer the question, but if you want to get rid of racism it it shouldn't extend to just like where you currently are you want to you just want to get yeah, that for right. human you want to do that for humanity just in general that's how right. i view it like either you for humanity you want to see you you saying that you value a life you value people you want to see that that should be no question no matter 
who's the majority, who's not. Just in general, just for being human, I see, I want us all to have the same level of any and every, I mean, not, you know, of course there's still levels and different things in life, um, society, but far as like things that are dictated through systemic oppression and racism that that determines that like removing those barriers for everyone there should be no question no matter what race you are where if you're the majority or minority of your current area that just for humanity in general I don't want to see racism I completely agree with you and I think you're right 100% I just think that unfortunately because it also benefits people. Like COVID, I'm sure, is benefiting some industries in certain ways. Yeah, Racism benefits certain people in certain ways. I mean, put like this, Trump had COVID. And if we were to ask him, okay, you want to have COVID forever or get rid of racism? I'm sure he chose COVID. <laughs> Without a doubt. People were like, I'm going to live with this COVID, you know. <laughs> but that's only I think, and I, I don't mean that to make, Trump, to make fun of Trump in a sense, or to just blatantly call him a racist. But I think that I'm more trying to lean my question towards, I know that he's benefited towards certain things that have been racist, either in platforming, in terms of associating himself with certain companies or certain people or having certain ideas or, you know, just expressing himself in certain way that are borderline racist just to get votes and all these things. So he's benefited from it. And, you know, there are people who benefit from it. So it's absolutely correct that if you care about humanity, like you're saying, Yana, care about people and us moving forward and progressing as human race. Yeah, the the unanimous answer should be racism. But unfortunately, you know, people benefit in either their personal way or in their, you know, financially. So No, I, I, I'm definitely not loaded in question. Agree, but I, I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. I think that question is just more just, for me, I think it's just, it boils down to where your morals lie. Put it like this. Our, and I'm going to say this just on assumption, I don't think our news organization or the media would be okay if racism went away. Because that's, that, that's money for them. They constantly posting and reporting trigger, trigger stories and stories that, you know, get instant clicks and instant reads. And they're usually stories of disparity, mm-hmm. of some sort of discrimination, oppression or something. Again, we're we're back in the category of how it financially benefits certain people who would literally see humanity burn as long as they're making their money. Absolutely. And and that's where, you know, going back to just that whole power structure of, yeah, would you really get rid of it? You know what I mean? Like what would certain individuals truly, truly want to eradicate it for good? knowing the benefits that they would lose from that, you know? So, yeah, no, you're, you're right, Sophia. Yeah, and also, we talked about this before. What about, you know, all these slave movies that yep. people yeah. made, you yep. know? Do we really need the one millionth slave film 
Yeah. Who? This is someone making money. This is not a story that we need to be told every year. Right. Right. And not only that, a lot of times these movies that are being put out, produced, um, a lot of times we don't have our hand in being able to even properly, you know, create the narrative. Somebody else is writing it from their perspective and it's not even from a Black experience whatsoever. You know, they try to paint themselves in a certain light or white savior type of situation um, and then, you know, everybody watches the movie and, oh, that was so great. And that was so horrible how black people were treated, but such and such did such a great job and white people really came to save the day, you know, <laughs> which is another, you know, foolishness. Yeah. Well, I knew it was going to be some dialogue on that. I didn't realize we was going to really like dive into it, but I, I love it. Um, for our listeners, we're interested to hear what y'all think, what y'all have to say on that standpoint. So definitely, you know, give us your feedback. Is it going to be the racism or is it going to be the, the Dorona? Um, <laughs> so I mean, we, we have worse diseases that still exist. I mean, AIDS is still around. Cancer is still around. <sighs> Those are worse than, than the Rona. <laughs> I mean, so we got to chuck a virus. I mean, the flu is a virus. <laughs> pneumonia is a virus come on and that's not to downplay oh, like not we're not downplaying COVID right. at all but like, we're trying to upplay the fact that racism needs to go that's yes that's right. that. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and that's so. that on that oh. all right well we have a few we have a little time to go into our melanated chat today and I don't know, this might just be as much as controversial as, um, as the dumb dropped my question. But I'm curious to know because, you know, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I've been through it myself and I'm sure you ladies have as well. And when it comes to relationships, they can be tricky. You know, relationships are an essential part of life. But when we talk about the aspect of friendships, that oh that topic sometimes can kind of like it's touchy-feely and for me a lot of it the reason too is because you know when we talk about relationships we're more talking about relationships from a romantic standpoint or a professional standpoint or things like that but there really are not a lot of like deep talk when it comes to navigating friendships and I just want to throw the topic on the table we're talking about friendships today and particularly the hard piece of friendships which is the breakup side like when and also knowing like when is it time to let a friend go when do you know when it's time to like walk away from a friendship and I'm talking about, you know, some, some, some are, you know, you know, off the bat, you know, sometimes some friends are not necessarily, we, we click to call people friends and they're not, they're actually weren't friends and those were our associates. So we know those need to go because we know like the extent of those, but for these deeper relationships that you have with your friends, when is it time? When do you know when it's time to walk away? And, and from your personal experience, have have any of you had to walk away from something hard and how did you navigate through that? 
Great question. Great topic, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Gosh, I, there were so many things that were just kind of running through my mind while you were just even kind of segueing into this topic. Um, one thing, and I may jump all over the place and y'all feel free to interject whenever you want, but one one thing I definitely had to learn um, growing up and definitely, you know, as an adult that a couple of things happen, and I would hope to a certain degree happens. As an individual, that um, the older we're getting, that we should always be growing, and that change is inevitable, right? You're going to change, and hopefully, the hope is that we are all always changing for the better. Um, and but the other side to that also is that when you're involving anybody else besides yourself in a, in a relationship and from a friendship standpoint, I think it also has to be understood from both parties that it's not just you that's changing and growing or whatever, but that that other person is going through the same thing or that same thing is happening, right? And unfortunately, I think what happens is that because a lot of times friendships, when we form friendships, it's usually out of some sort of commonality, something you like, something you don't like. Sometimes it's a trauma event or something, you know what I mean, that's connected you. Um, and um, when, when you're going through life and things begin to change and a shift, I think the test of time when it comes to your friendship uh really is okay are you able to stick it out and 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 make the friendship work even when people are changing i think then but then you bring in the other aspect of sometimes people can't handle when individuals begin to change right sometimes people can't handle no matter you know whether good or bad if someone's going through something a breakup a, a loss or whatever and now it's triggered something and there's a rift in the friendship um, and then there starts, these toxic traits start to, to build up. Um, and I think in that sense, not to say that the friendship was never genuine, but I think when things start to become toxic, um, and stressful, um, and I think friendships are meant to build you up, build one another up, right? This kinship, um, there's there's love and not that you're going to always agree on things but you know what i'm saying like that there's something special about having a bond with some with someone else and when that is no longer there and it's becoming toxic and not to say that that you're not benefiting from it right but if there, there's nothing good coming out of that it's causing you stress and heartbreak and heartache and you just can't even function i think that's one of the signs um maybe that we you need to move on you know what I mean in life and that and that's hard that's hard especially depending on how long the friendship was if you've been friends with somebody for years since you were a child um that could definitely take a toll on you uh go ahead yeah that one is a, a, a biggie because you think about spent your whole life like you started like life out with a person and you know this is not just somebody you picked up along the way those are harder to like let go mm -hmm. when 
even when we know it may be time for that, because for a lot of things you're tied, you're connecting and more than just, you know, just a friendship, you're connected to families, you're connecting on such a deeper personal level. It's almost like a marriage. Like sometimes you break those type of, that type of friendship is like a divorce when you break. And for me, that was like one of the difficult things that I had to like experience. Um, And, you know, you see, you recognize signs and part of it is to like, as you grow, you will evolve. And some of the things that you grew together, that's all you knew. But as you grow and evolve, you grow in different ways and you don't know how to like communicate or talk through those things. Or sometimes it just turns, like you said, just toxic. And sometimes it, it really, the, the level of the friendship shifts, like sometimes it, it feels like you're just trying to maintain it for the sake of the friendship. Um, for me, my downfall came and it was just, I'm someone that likes to fight to the end of it because when I let you go, that's it. I'm a true Taurus. If y'all didn't know, like, you know, when we, when we done with you, we done with you, but we try to work with you until we get done. Like we, we, we fight, like literally I will fight to the depth just to like, I need to know. And that's another thing too. Like my, my own personal downfall is sometimes I need to know that it's ended. I need to close that chapter. And sometimes chapters aren't, you know, you don't have, you're not supposed, sometimes you just don't need to like have that answer. You just need to know it's just time to walk away. I had to learn, like, one of the things that question was posed to me was like, Yana, why do you wait for your, why does it take your house to blow up for you to walk away from a situation? You knew like the signs were there, but you, you had to wait for the explosion to happen in order to walk away. And for me, that was just because I needed to know that I've inserted everything that I could offer, that I've done everything and I can walk away. And even still walking away, I still, I'm not going to lie, it's still questions like, why? <laughs> well, I don't think people ever enter into friendships expecting them to fail. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, you really don't think, especially as a kid, you don't think about that. You don't, oh, like this person's my friend and then we'll, at some point in life, there's a possibility that we may, things may turn bad. You don't ever go into a friendship thinking that. Right. Like, although people, because I feel like in marriage, as crazy as this may sound, you get a prenup. prenup. Or like (laughs) for me, it's like, no, divorce is an option. I don't want to have to go down that road, but I'm going to always, we're going to leave that open because to be like divorce is not an option then that's that's crazy you know what I'm saying you're that that doesn't make sense you never know what what could possibly happen and and there are other things you know that come along with that but we just don't think that way about friendships Friendships. yeah and and that's my question is why why don't we but I want Sophia to 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 chime in definitely her thoughts too oh man oh well I've just been sitting here listening and Basically, this is how I view it. Anybody that's in my life, it's supposed to be a benefit or a influential drive of some sort. You have to bring some value to my life to be in my life. And I know that sounds cold-blooded. I am from Brooklyn, but let me stop. (laughs) But that's how it has to be. And I figured this out at 17 but 17 I was 
at 17, I was really 30 because I was already working in the music industry and running, you know, running the streets with Bad Boy and all this stuff. So I, I got to see how relationships really work, how friendships that got, you know, their lines crossed into, you know, working relationships and all these things. And I realized that early on in life, if you don't bring value to the table, and I also am, you know, held to the same standard. I mm-hmm. have to bring value to the table to the people who allow me to be, um, pe- you know, a, a person in their life. I'm not here to be a bloodsucker and a leech. I'm here to add value, you know, and that adding value could be, you know, me giving advice, me being your go-to person when you need somebody to tell it straight to, or someone just to cry to, or, you know, someone to go shopping with or whatever, whatever it is that makes you say, I like her. She needs to be in my circle. Thank you. I'm happy I've added some value, (laughs) but it's the same way, vice versa. So I feel like with friendships, a lot of times we have a hard time realizing when we've outgrown someone and outgrown doesn't necessarily mean, okay, now I'm better than you. And, you know, I can't hang out with the likes of you. Get away from me. Ew. No, I don't mean it that way. I mean, certain passions and drives and, and, and um, outlooks on life will start to differ as you grow older. And if you are constantly battling or having bumping of heads or feeling just like you're not completely in sync with someone because your views have changed on life or on, on, on the world on, on, or just how you carry yourself as a person. If something doesn't feel right in your spirit and in your soul, no matter how many years you've walked a path with someone, that feeling of not feeling too good in your spirit was put there by God. It was put there by a higher purpose to give you the, the, the heads up that you see this, this fork in the road that's coming up. <laughs> you about to go left, she about to go right. Because <laughs> like I said, just because you walk the path with someone for 10 years, 15 years, what have you, you know, people develop different um, insights and, and outlook on life. And I had this happen with someone that I was friends with since the age of four years old. And when I, I think I was 23, when I ended that relationship, that friendship. That was hard. I've known this girl since I was four years old. Like, we lost teeth together. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But she, I was on the verge of getting married. I was engaged. She was the first person I told. And her response was so lackluster. And that was mainly because she was just on a different path than me. You know, she was really into her, you know, uh, discovering herself sexually, discovering her, 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 herself and, and, and what she wants to do with her life. She wouldn't think about, you know, things that I was thinking about, which is, you know, security and career and, you know, not necessarily marrying, but just you know, walking that path to have a certain level of security when I'm at a certain age in my life, where we were at the same age, but she wouldn't think about that. She was just like, I want to party. I want to screw as many people I want to screw and do whatever, do whatever. And she showed me this thing. I'm your best friend. I'm telling you, I'm getting married. And her response was, uh, I knew you'd be the first bitch to get married. And I really bothered me. 
I mean, I'm you of the circle of friends we had, I felt she was the closest. I told her first. And that's her reply. Sound hateful. But I couldn't see past that. I couldn't see past the fact that maybe she's hating on me. Maybe she doesn't really approve of my lifestyle. So that's why she's acting the way she's acting. And with those two flags, I should have said, okay, we're obviously on different paths in our lives. And her not being happy for something that's a milestone in my life says a lot about our relationships because our relationship is supposed to celebrate milestones. That's what friendship is ultimately. And she's not willing to celebrate this milestone for me. And I stupidly continue to be friends with this girl to the point where she ended up trying to jeopardize my marriage a year in. So not until a year in that I have to very aggressively, argumentatively, heatedly end my relationship with her. Now, you touched on something that I feel like I've personally experienced and in privatarian experience when you navigate through different life events marriage is a big one and I've had some friends that literally had to let go or let let go of me because of the fact of just that relationship and I mean I won't go into like for sake of time I won't go into the, the deepness of all of that but it's just an example of showing that too sometimes new relationships affects current and old relationships as it relates to friendships and I always because this is even beyond today um me and another friend was talking about this and just how marriage I don't understand like life events when it comes to like marriage or having children just some sometimes that's a trigger in a friendship and I would love to know like the deepness of that um, if there's more, if there's something deeper, like, I feel like, I mean, there, I feel like there may be some resources out there as it relates to like friendships, but there, that's the one relationship that we don't really have much intel on to like navigate. And that's like the, I feel like that's, don't get me wrong. I love my husband and we, you know, you love your marriage and things like that. That's yes, your relationship that's close to you. But I feel like before you, even before you're married, married, your friendship you you develop friendships before anything in your life you you and that's like the deeper those are those are deep and meaningful relationships too that you don't necessarily sometimes know how to effectively navigate because we don't really talk about it because it's such a like sensitive subject yeah so I, I was just thinking I'm sitting here thinking I was like is this a, a question to pose where you just stated, like, we don't have a lot of intel and that's not something that we really, that's something that's really hard to navigate. And this is not to, this is not putting a blame on anybody or parents or anything, but parents tend to be that source um, or that resource where we, we glean information from that teach us, help guide us, train us in certain directions when it comes to when you start dating, usually your mother, your father, somebody's giving you some sort of insight on these are the things 
we do. These are things we don't do. These are things we should, you know, you may come across. This might potentially happen. This may not work out. Don't think you go and spend the rest of your life with this person. You know what I mean? There are there are some roadblocks put in the way or not roadblocks, but you know what I mean? Just some, a, a, a guide of or information that they, they kind of give us as a precursor to before we enter into certain things. When you go into a job, your parents, you know what I mean? Or someone is giving you some sort of information to help you navigate those particular situations. Me personally, and I'm not saying that it's not out, that this may not be the same for other people, but I don't know too many people and myself in particular, where friendship was something that I was sat down and talked to about. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. I love that. Exactly. Uh, Well, I think, um, I I get what you're saying, and I don't think anyone has that, because Honestly, I think friendships are part of programming. That's my perspective. Because my whole thing is your friendships are never supposed to be deeper and stronger than your your relationships with your partner. Right. Yes. And I'm starting to feel like, do we do we put too much stock on friendships? Is that something we were just programmed to chase by the television shows we watch and the films we watch? I mean there are people on Facebook right now who are begging for friends to meet strangers in coffee shops and strangers like under the bridge somewhere. <laughs> be my friend, please be my friend. Like, I mean, we're like, we, we also put a lot of stock in our friends. Like, I'm, I don't know how many times I've seen the narrative of a girl not going after a guy or, can, or pursuing a guy or staying with a guy all because of what a friend said about the guy. And, you know, also, you, as you know, friendships can sometimes be detrimental, depending on who you choose to be your friend. Um, so I'm just trying to say, maybe the reason why we haven't really been told how to navigate friendships or how to look out for, you know, good ones, but we're told about, you know, how to be wives, how to be husbands, how to be girlfriends, all these things we're taught. Also, there's nothing in the Bible, if you want to even go that deep. There's nothing in the Bible that tells you. Everything's about spouse, spouse, spouse. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm, I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe we put too much stock in friends. Maybe, maybe, are we just programmed to seek out friends and instead these are really just supposed to be temporary encounters <laughs> we have in our life that are supposed to either encourage us to grow or gain strength, but we cling on to them for their life, even if they're starting to be poisonous, even if they're starting to be toxic. Maybe like, maybe these encounters are supposed to be temporarily supposed to move on to the next person that'll help you grow and gain enlightenment from. I don't know. Go ahead, Gary. Sorry. I, I think that um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that it's programming. I think that friendships are intentional, and I in I believe that God created us to be relational people, right? Initially with him, and that's gotten jacked up. And then, (laughs) and then with everyone else that we encounter, and obviously your spouse or your mate being like supposed to mirror that the most intimate form of a relationship and a bond that you have with someone. Um, 
So I think the idea, because we're not meant to like live in isolation and not to live with everyone, but not everyone is called to marriage either, right? So then how did someone who's not in a relationship or married with someone, how do they navigate life when we should not be going through life alone? I think that's where friendship comes comes in um, to that picture. I think there is a beautiful picture of friendship in the Bible where with uh, David and Jonathan, Saul's son, King Saul's son, they talk about their friendship and calling a friend being a friend being closer than a brother. So I, I think that's a good analogy or a good picture of, of a friendship. But um, I, but I do understand what you're saying also, though, Sophia, just about having these encounters that we come into contact with people just through life. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to always live forever either. Right. Um, we believe that people, what you said earlier, too, about people being in your life for a specific purpose and for a reason, even if they're only there for a short amount of time. And no matter how that friendship began or ended, I think there's there's always something that you can take from that relationship that you, you've learned, right? To either say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm gonna make sure that I don't surround myself with those type of people again, right? Or, okay, things weren't always great, but we did have this memory or whatever together and that doesn't mean just because we've shared this experience that I have to stay connected to you. I can take that and I can keep that memory and hold on to those wonderful times, but I got to move forward in life as well. Yes. And I'll actually make another point that I don't think any of us has addressed yet is honestly, I feel like for the summation of friendships, like even before we look out, we got to look within. And I think the reason why not necessarily saying that friendships aren't important because I feel like you said that relationship, that's part of, you know, we're meant, we're just relational people. But I feel like sometimes we are avoiding a void within and trying to fill it from someone outside to replace that, that we're not willing to face or accept or grow or whatever and deal with within our own self. So sometimes when you are looking for a friend, quote unquote, you're looking for a resolution to an inner problem that you have that no one will ever be able to fulfill for you because you have to do that within yourself. I 100% agree. You're so right. And, yeah. and you said it so perfectly. And because I, because I, I, I'm sorry if I came off the wrong way. I, no, no, I, no, you didn't no, 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 no. When I said programming, I only meant in terms of like, the way it seems like people are sought, they're seeking out friends mm-hmm. harder than they're seeking out partners. Yeah. You know, like no, they're so, it's almost like people feel like I'm, like I've actually known girls who think they're losers because they have no friends. Although they have like amazing jobs and, 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 and wardrobes and, <laughs> but they think because they have no friends, nobody likes them, they're losers. Or, girls who hang out with friends or hang out with groups of friends and spend God knows how much money to hang out with these friends that, and they have these shallow pointless conversations. I mean, you really, you're going to go and spend a hundred plus dollars to hang out with your girlfriends to talk about celebrity culture all night long. Really? That's friendship. 
Like, I just, that's what I mean by the program. I think that some people are just programmed that they feel like I have to have that house, that car, those four girlfriends, and this and this and that, you know? And the relationships are so shallow, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like pro, the programming of, the, of, 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 of the programming of friendships is more to have people around you, like Yana said, that either elevate you or help you to get a problem. Or I know people who literally just litter people around them just so they can have people put them on a platform or on a pedestal so they can have people that, you know, that they can, you know, boss around or just, you know, talk smack with about other people. And that, again, can we start with the basic definition of what friend is? I mean, maybe we need to go back to the Bible, like Terry and said, you know, because I missed that passage. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then again, you're quoting, you're quoting, a, a passage of two men declaring friendships. Male yeah. friendship is distinctly different from female friendship. That's the point. Absolutely right about that. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely right. And, and no, I, I I'm glad you clarified your programming statement because that made that made what you're saying makes so much more sense. Um, in in response to both what you and Yana were just saying about filling that void, and then what you were just saying, Sophia, when it comes to like you know, girls feeling like they're, they're losers or whatever. And I, and then it just made me think like social media It's the game of social media. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, <laughs> when, I, I mean, what, MySpace, uh, Black, Black Planet. <laughs> and then of course the proverbial the Facebook where you have friends, right? And you were just clicking clicking, 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 and you're getting all of these friends, right? And then social media really kind of starts to really skyrocket. And it's then you've got the Instagram and the pictures and the and you're in and like you said, the houses and the trips and everything. And it's like if I'm not doing that or if I don't have people around me surrounded by, you know what I mean, every Friday night to take pictures, hashtag what we've been doing, then I must not have friends. I must not be meaningful. Um, you know what I mean? And it's a spiral. It's a spiral. So the, I, your programming statement, spot on, spot on, spot on. I actually agree with you uh, on that, that because it's a false, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a facade. It is literally a false picture of what friendship Mm-hmm. truly is it's a lie it's a lie and so many people end up hurt and there are I mean we've seen social media has been so lethal to the point where people end up taking their own lives you know what I mean based off of things that may have transpired even now on social media but then things have been put out about them on social media to the point where they are you know what I mean they they'll lose their life uh, yeah. yeah yeah and I agree with everything basically we're just saying that the friend and friendship terminology has been watered down and it comes down to like today's are we looking for friends or are we looking for fans because those are two different things not only fans <laughs> some people looking for those too not us um but if y'all do want to support us we got we got a cash out we ain't got no only fans. <laughs> no. oh y'all there's so much more that could be said on this topic um there might be a part two i don't know 
the part but, you're for. But no, I, I seriously have been wanting to talk about this because it's so, this area is so glazed over and we never get to like the deepness of talking through friends and friendships. And I think what really sparked it to me, um, Sophia, and when you mentioned in our um, intro episode, if I haven't listened, catch that, um, is that you're your own best friend. And that's why I was just like, man, for somebody, because some people might look at that and be like, why well, she ain't got no friends? What's wrong with her? But when you really think, if you really like understand, you understand that it's more so you've come to understand yourself. You know, within you truly, it's not saying that you don't, you don't seek friendships. If, if, if God delivers that for you, that, you know, if that's a relationship that's that you're supposed to have, I don't think that's something that you turn away from, but I think more so you're not validating your life on that because you internal, you, you internally know within what you need and how to support yourself. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's how I that's absolutely true. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, I'm be blunt. I don't have no besties. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I feel like that's been watered husband, down too. Everybody is a bestie yeah, nowadays. Yeah. My husband is my best friend. Right? And I mean, I like to spend time with him and I like to spend time with me and I like it equally. <laughs> and I feel like this, I had a group of girlfriends that I had to basically remove from my life. And I had to do this because, and it wasn't because of how they were treating me. I had to remove myself from this group of friends because I've always seen how I observed them treat another girl in the group. And because I, I believe in that you know, phrase, if they talking about the girl next to you, when you get up to go to the bathroom, girl, they talking about you. So I saw that. I saw that one of the girls in, in my my clique, I'll just say that, uh, was a bit a little upset about uh, the fact, and it was a logical, justifiable um, issue. She just got upset basically because, listen, we're all grown women. Why don't we call each other? Why are we texting each other every day, all day? And I was so on point with that because I hate this culture where no one picks up the phone and talks to anybody. Everybody's texting you. What's that? I'm literally sitting next to people in my in my workplace, and I'm like, you really had to text that? You couldn't like tap me on the shoulder or pick up the phone. I mean, I just hate that, and I hate when people just send me booklets of WhatsApp messages. So that was her gripe. Her gripe was, if we're all best friends and we make an effort to see each other at least twice a month as a group, when why don't we also make an effort to pick up the phone and talk to each other, make sure we're still alive? make sure we're in our right mind, make sure that we're feeling okay. All these things, because you can't, you can't hear this disparity in people's, in, in people's text message, but you can hear it in their voice. Mm-hmm. And if you're my real friend, you're supposed to pick up the phone, you're supposed to listen to my voice to make mm-hmm. sure I'm okay. And that was her gripe. And I thought it was a justifiable one. And the ladies had an issue with it. They didn't want to convert to talking on the phone. And when I pushed the issue, they then directed their hostility towards me. So I said to myself, this, this really, these, these are women that are like, at that time, about to be entering their 40s. And we're really having a conversation about speaking on the phone. What if I need you one day? 
What if I'm like distraught and I need to talk? You telling me basically you ain't gonna take my call. <laughs> that's how I felt. And that's why I felt like, you know what? Friendship is really fake. I'm not gonna continue to spend my nights out on the town spending a hundred plus dollars to, 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 to drink and eat and hang out with ladies that I feel add no value to my life and mm. don't even really wanna be there for me if I need them, unless it's in a text message. I mean, that was enough for me. But when it comes down to it, when it comes to friendships, it's also based on what the person wants. There are people who want nothing but fans around them. You understand? There are people who basically just want to have a bunch of people around them that they can, you know, talk smack about, you know, and, or boss around or whatever, you know, gets them off in terms of what, what you know, what they want, what they want to attract to them. Because remember, we also attract these people to us, Yeah. you know, and it's up to us to cut the cord if mm-hmm. they're pumping toxins into our lives. Mm-hmm. So friendship, I think, is based on what you make it as well because you're also in control of every you're in control of the relationship you know yeah. and like I said I tried to take control of that relationship and let them know what was needed which is we need to talk on the phone like civilized women you know we're not teenagers they didn't they didn't want to comply so I had to say goodbye and I'm good with that because I love my company I can hang out with myself all night long and watch Netflix I even talked to myself, girl, that was funny. Oh, yes. That's how I watch TV shows. That was funny. <laughs> That's how you have to be also because it's all about self-love anyway. You're supposed to love yourself before you love anybody else. And I'm going to love myself before I love any girlfriend, any yeah. husband, anybody. And that supposed to play true in your family too. Ooh. You know, because just because someone's your blood, just because someone grew up with you around the way, don't mean they're supposed to stay in your life until your dying day. Same thing with your relatives. Ooh, that's now that's that's a whole episode. (laughs) Sophia, you didn't knock my bun loose. (laughs) (laughs) Arian, you are nuts. (laughs) Um, That's well. That's my two cents. (laughs) Can I just say that that I appreciate everything that you just said because it just goes to show how much you truly value friendship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't give away that, that term willy-nilly. You don't get that term from me. I'm not introducing a thousand people as my friend. I'm sorry if your feelings are hurt, but I'm going to introduce you. Hey, this is my acquaintance, S- you know, XYZ. And you got to earn that title. And why can't we normalize that? Why can't we normalize, hey, this is just my work partner. Hey, <laughs> this is just my acquaintance. Hey, this is just somebody I met along the way. Why can't we normalize just saying, every, you know, because we have literally watered down the term friend. Absolutely. And we set up our own self up for failure because we, we attach that term to them and we have our own pre-notions of what friendship is and when that person doesn't deliver that to us then it creates this divide when they didn't sign up to be your friend like they signed up to be your acquaintance but you've you've attached a term of friend yeah my motto is no new friends always I keep my small my circle okay Drake 
Yeah, no, for real. And I and I am always up for meeting new people and getting to know new people and all of that wonderful stuff. But I really do. Like I have my solid people and they're gonna be my solid people and they've been solid and they've showed me nothing but solidness. And so therefore I keep them around. <laughs> yeah. Am I your friend, Terry? I know we family, but that don't mean <laughs> let us know right now. Let me know this day. Am I your friend? Yes, you're my friend. You're part of that circle of my smallness. Of- circle, yeah. oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> no. I better be your friend. I'm, I'm evaluating. Okay, I'm hanging up. <laughs> you are so silly <laughs> right now. What at least? No, but but I but I honestly feel like what you guys are doing are is really genuine because again, your relatives. That don't mean you have to be friends. That don't even mean you gotta like each other. But I just feel like you know, in the world we live in. Everything is so fake. Yeah. Everything is so contrived. You know, I just because I you work with me and then we go get a beer after work, I'm not introducing you around the bar as this my friend. No, I don't. I don't. I also don't like this. I don't like that people feel like they need to be considered my friend. Yeah. You know, I also don't like that. So my whole thing is, it's something that needs to be earned. You know, I mean. My my husband had to earn my hand in marriage. Mm-hmm. You have to earn my friendship because it also comes with my heart. Yes. I ain't nobody going to be my friend and I'm not going to love you. I ain't going to be there for you. I ain't going to fight for you. I ain't going to. Mm. So you got to earn that because that comes with a lot of the things that I give, you know, my partner in terms of my time, my energy, my love. That comes with friendship for me. So that's why I don't, you know, Chuck out that title lightly. We need to end it right there. (laughs) (laughs) What she's saying. What she's saying. (laughs) Well, y'all, I thank y'all so much for tackling this topic. I know when I brought it up at first, it was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. Like, yeah, that's that reaction I wanted to hear because that means that these are the topics that we need to have, conversations that we need to have because we're not having it because we're so. We're so apt to like remove ourselves from the hard topics. Like, like, no, it's like, it's almost kind of like the whole, the age old, you know, thing vibe. And, you know, sometimes it relates to black culture. Like, you know, we don't talk about that outside. We may talk about this in our house, but we ain't talking about this outside. So, um, I feel like in order to like address the problem and say we need more resources, we got to start talking about the problem. Yeah. It might not be what we want to hear, but that's with anything. We got to, we got to talk this thing out. And I'm not saying anything I said, people may, may disagree with me, but Hey, that's what starts the conversation. That's right. So yeah, y'all let us know your thoughts. And what did you about to say, Terry? I just said, please. Yes. Let us know your thoughts. You can hear y'all stories too. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you, Sophia, for joining us today and talking about this. Appreciate it. Well, um, we have more in store for y'all, so stay tuned. Um, But, you know, I think we're going to kind of going to end it here for now. Um, So I guess if there's nothing else until then. Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. 
Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.